You're listening to the Align and Expand podcast. Join your host, Lauren Runyon, in conversations that will inspire you to intentionally create a life you love. Hello, friends. Welcome to episode 78 of the Align and Expand podcast. Thank you so much for being here today. I am very, very excited to be connecting with you on this fine day whatever day you're listening to this. (laughs) My name is Lauren, and today we are going to be talking about how to get from your intention to your action so that you can start to manifest exactly what you want in your life, so that you can start to create your best life and live the life that you love. And so how do we do that? That's what we're going to be talking about today. So I'm going to be covering a lot of stuff, and one of the reasons I'm going to be covering this is because I do have a workshop that's coming up at the end of this month right now. When this airs, it's going to be March. At the end of March, I have a workshop that's going to be coming up to help you do exactly what we're talking about today. So I'm going to talk about that in a minute, just so you know that that's coming up. (laughs) So how do we start to manifest our intentions? We can have a lot of goals, dreams, aspirations in our head. But how do we start to get to the point where we're taking action on them? Because that's usually where we're getting stuck. We can have all these ideas not we can have, we do. We have all these ideas, especially if you're in the entrepreneurial space. I know that you're coming up with a new business idea like every 3.3 seconds and you think it's the best idea ever because I do it. And even when I wasn't in this space, I was always coming up with like the next thing, like, oh, I could do this Etsy shop and make these things and sell these things or I could try this. Whatever, we're, we're creative beings and we are supposed to do that thing. But How do we get to the point where we actually start to take action on the goals? Because who wants to get to the end of our freaking life and be like, well, sure wish I would have done that. Guess I missed my chance to do this thing. Uh, I mean, not me, not me. And I don't want you to be that either. I am here to help you take bold action towards what it is that you want to create in your life. It's really perfect timing that this episode, I've decided to record this episode today because I was doing a workout. I do all kinds of different workouts, but today was Body Pump by Les Mills. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that, but I highly recommend if you really like to have good music with your workouts, you know, if it helps motivate you. So anyway, uh, I was doing a Les Mills Body Pump workout. And I've totally heard this quote one million times before. Um, But he was like, you can have, it was like, <laughs> it was right before you like the bass dropped in this really awesome squat track. And uh, he, was, he was super motivating. You know, it was like one of those times when somebody's in like motivating you during a workout and you got chills and you're like, fuck yeah, I got this. <laughs> that, was, that was the moment. He's just like, you can have all these dreams and you can want all these things. He's like, and I can't guarantee that you're going to make that happen. He's like, but I can guarantee that you're going to miss a hundred percent of the shots that you don't take, which I mean, who hasn't heard that quote? Who, I mean, if you watched The Office, it's like hanging somewhere or something happened. <laughs> Michael Scott makes a new quote. It's it's a Wayne Gretzky, I think, uh, a quote from where he he's a uh, hockey. Man, that word just left my head. He's a hockey player, a famous hockey player. And I don't even know if he's still alive. Anyway, I've had two cups of coffee today, friends. <laughs> Buckle up. Anyway, it hit me in the middle of the squat track that I was like, there are not a lot of guarantees in life. Like there are so many things that we can guarantee. We can guarantee that if we're born, we're going to die. That's a guarantee, right? At some point, that's going to happen. Nobody's broken that yet. We cannot guarantee we have a tomorrow. We cannot guarantee that, you know, our safety, our health, there's nothing that we can guarantee, but we can guarantee that we are not going to see success if we don't take the action towards the success. 
We will always 100% miss the mark if we don't try and do the thing, if we don't take the step. So I don't know why that that hit me. It must have been the adrenaline pumping, (laughs) the hormones I had flowing when I was working out, but I thought it was really fitting for this conversation. I believe we all want to take action. And we all want to go after our goals, but something stops us. And I don't really think it's something. I, I think the things that stop us are, well, could be, number one, it's not really what you want. Like, it sounds really cool in the moment, but that's not your destiny or what it is that you're supposed to create in this life. And so we can have all these ideas and maybe they're just not one that you're supposed to take action on, which is totally cool. However, or this is what I think keeps most people from going after their goals. And it's this unconscious programming or habits or thought paradigms or beliefs, which is all this is basically like in the yogic philosophy, your internal karma, that keep you walking around on autopilot. So you are having a hard time. Maybe you're not having a hard time. Maybe you're manifesting the shit out of your life right now. And kudos to you. But odds are good that if you are manifesting the shit out of your life, you keep reaching for more. And as you reach for more, this is going to apply every single time over and over. It's a cycle. Each time you are leveling up, whatever it is that you're trying to create in your life, you got to let go of more stuff. And so you got to get out of autopilot to change the shape of your life cannot change the direction of your life on autopilot because autopilot, like, you know, flying in a plane, turn on autopilot, that means you get to sit back and it takes you where you're exactly in the direction you programmed. And the program that you have running right now is the direction you're going to go. And if you want to change the direction and reshape your life, then you have to come out of autopilot. So this is what I want you to do. If you are driving, please do not do this. But if you're in a spot where you can or just mentally imagine, I want you to take your, your hands, your two hands, if you have two hands, if not, whatever you got two of. <laughs> and I want you, or just imagine this happening. You have your left hand and your left hand is your intention and your right hand is the action, okay? And the further apart your right hand is from your left hand, the more out of your comfort zone you are. So if your hands are touching, you've got your palms together in prayer, (laughs) and they are touching, the intention is touching the action, you are smack dab in the middle of your comfort zone. Nothing needs to change. You're like, I'm not really taking action. And I'm also like, or the action you're taking is just on autopilot. And the further you move your hand apart, you move your right hand away from your left hand, the bigger the gap, obviously the further you're moving out of your comfort zone. And the further your hand moves out, it's like the bigger, more stuff you got to kind of let unfold away from you to get out of your comfort zone, to get out. That's like, it's like the bigger the leap. And I don't want to say this to make it be like, well, my hands are real far apart. (laughs) That seems overwhelming. It just means that we have to do a little bit more awakening. And so I like to think of like the space in between almost like this web. So you have like your hands are far apart and you've got these strings or webs or whatever that are connecting the two. And in order for you to be able to get to this path where you're from your intention to your action is you have to kind of clear out these webs or the sticky stuff that is there to uncover the real you, the true self. 
This is not about becoming someone new. This is about unbecoming the shit that you've accumulated in your life that have, has made you scared to step out of your comfort zone. Because we're all born ready to, and ready to rumble, ready to take on our life, ready to step out of our comfort zone and do the scary thing all the time. My three, well, he's four now. My four-year-old, he's a maniac. He doesn't care. He makes up that he, like, there is nothing in this world that he thinks he cannot do. Nothing. That's how we're born. And then through our lives, we accumulate the web, the sticky gunk that's in between that keeps us from stepping out of this autopilot, that makes getting out of your comfort zone really scary. So today we're going to be talking about how you get from intention to action. How do you let go of all that stuff that needs to be shed so the real you can start to show up? Can the real you please stand up? Please stand up. Just kidding. <laughs> I don't even think that's how that song goes. If you follow along on Instagram, you may have already heard that on March 26, 2023, from 10 to 1230 Eastern Standard Time, I'm going to be hosting a workshop. This workshop is called Rest and Receive. And this is a workshop that is combining the power of Yoga Nidra and manifestation. And it shows you how Yoga Nidra is a potent tool and an accessible tool to help you start to effortlessly and positively reshape the unconscious mind. And when we start to reshape the, the things that we are unconscious to, that's when you're more likely to move beyond all of the obstacles that are in your way and start to manifest your intentions and start to get aligned with your best life. So if you want to do this group container, please join us for this. It's going to be, I, I'm so excited about it. I can't wait to just spend the time, two and a half hours with the people who are really, just imagine, imagine the energy that's going to be there for all these people who want to manifest something into their lives and the, and the energy that happens when you're practicing yoga nidra. So I'm really excited. Um, but it's going to be perfect for any, I'm going to get on with the podcast, but I'm just telling you this now in case all of this sounds really exciting and you're like, well, I want to do this, but I'm not sure how to do it on my own. Um, it will be perfect for anyone who has a specific goal, project, or dream that you are ready to manifest into your life. And it's also for you if you are feeling stuck, unclear, or you're so sick and tired of not moving forward in your life. So come join us, March 26th. The link will be in the show notes. However, I am going to teach you a few things today, kind of give you an outline of how you can start to do this on your own and what we're going to be covering in this workshop so more in depth, more where you can ask questions, more where you can really dedicate the time to yourself. Because I know it's real hard to make the time to do this. It's not the same. It's not the same when you're doing it on your own. You're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go journal on this. And then you spend like five minutes. You're like, I'm going to check my phone. Then when you're dedicating a certain amount of time and energy and everybody in there together is trying to accomplish the same thing. Okay, so what we'll be teaching and what I believe you need and what you need to know in this podcast and what you need to be able to start to get out of autopilot is you need self-awareness and you need the ability to disidentify from your thoughts and emotions that do not serve you so you can choose what does. You also need a regulated nervous system. You need a powerful intention. You need the ability to clear unconscious programming. You also need to know the difference and how to access abundant thinking versus lack thinking, which is all stuff we cover on this podcast all the time. But sometimes, like the quote I said earlier today, we need to hear it seven million times in our life for it to actually sink in. 
So this might sound like really overwhelming and you're like, I don't really want to like dig into that sound. Like, how do I, how do I do this? I don't have time for more tools in my life. And this is why I think it's so important to use yoga nidra for this practice and for helping you create a life that you love. Because I've been studying and I should say I should been on like my self-study journey to becoming a better version of myself which is everything I learned I teach you guys for the last three years. And I've done courses and I've done coaching, all the stuff. And Yoga Nidra has been the most powerful and profound tool. I don't even like to use the word tool for it, but I'm gonna, to make the changes that I want. And it's happening effortlessly. So right now I'm not doing a whole lot of, other than like just being very aware of what it is that I'm doing and how I'm acting and shifting and making sure that I'm not acting in a way that doesn't align with what I want to create. I'm not doing any other things. Like I'm not doing like, I don't know, all these manifestation things you see. I haven't written written myself a letter. I haven't done all those things. And all I'm doing is practicing yoga nidra. And the things that I want to be happening in my life are happening. And this is why it's powerful because everything that you need to know how to do to start to get from intention to action happens within the yoga nidra practice. And it can, it can, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, and I'm going to stand by it, that it can replace every single tool, manifestation hack, mindset tool, coaching. It could replace it all if you would just dedicate some time to a yoga nidra practice. It takes time. It's not a one and done thing, but since adding it to my life, I do it about at least three times a week minimum. I've seen leaps and bounds improvement on myself and my ability to do what I want. Specifically, my ability to catch myself before I react, which is huge for me. (laughs) Okay. Also, before I continue on, and I'll be done, I promise, probably with talking about yoga nidra. Yoga nidra is not a movement. It's not uh, yoga. It's, It's not asana. Asana is the physical postures, you know, the twisty, bendy, headstand, all that stuff people think of when they think of yoga. That is not what yoga ninja is. You literally get to lay down and do nothing. It's an effortless practice in all ways. You are effortlessly laying there. You are effortlessly supported and you are effortlessly making transformation without having to do anything. Okay. All right. First thing you need to get from intention to an action, taking action on those goals is obviously intention. You need a powerful intention. An intention is more than a goal. It's better than a goal. Goals kind of suck. You know, goals can make you feel like shit. Goals imply that there's failure or that there's right or wrong. And an end, an intention is more than that. An intention is what guides you and connects you when things are hard. It is almost like the compass that dictates what you do and how you show up in the world or how you start to call in what you desire in this world. And intentions have to be worded very specifically. Your intention should be something, it should be like a guidepost for how you want to live your life almost. So it needs to be positive. It needs to be concise. It needs to be present tense, or as if it's already happened, not out in the future, it needs to really deeply resonate with you. In the yoga nidra practice, this is called a sankalpa. And we used a sankalpa. And why the sankalpa is so effective 
and helping you manifest the life that you want is because we are planting it deeply into the subconscious mind. So when you use an intention outside of the yoga nidra practice, they say you're like, F you Lauren, I'm not trying yoga nidra. I'm just going to create an intention. Cool. This is what you have to know about that. When you are saying an intention or an affirmation or an in, whatever you want to call it in your conscious waking life, say you're repeating affirmations, you're doing my affirmation podcast and you're repeating those over and over again. You are in your, your beta wavelength state. There is zero access to the subconscious mind. The subconscious mind is where all of the roots, identity, beliefs, paradigm, habits, all that shit lives, all the stuff that you need to change about yourself, that all lives in your subconscious mind and you do not have access to it in your beta wavelength state. You can still make changes. That's why affirmations do work. You can still make changes through repetition which is one of the things that creates neuroplasticity in the, neuro, in the adult brain, as well as having it feel like the emotional impact that the affirmation or the intention has on you. The more emotional, the more feelings it elicits within your body, the more impact it's going to have on creating a change in your brain. This is why like the stuff, like the bad things that like happen to us, like, you know, in fifth grade when somebody made fun of you for your pigtails or something, That's why it impacted you. It had a deep emotional imprint on you, and that's why it's still with you today. So it didn't need to be repeated. It had enough emotional imprint to stick with you and be like, no, Lauren, you can't wear pigtails anymore because (laughs) that didn't really happen. Um, I did get made fun of for all kinds of things like how I walked or, you know, having posture. Damn you, Lauren, for having a good posture. (laughs) Did affect me, guys. That's how messed up this can be when we don't are we're not awake to what's happening. I totally was like, well, I can't walk like I have good posture. Then people will make fun of me and they'll think I'm stuck up because that's how people perceived me when I was in middle school, or you know, we all have the stuff. Anyway, back to what I was talking about with your intention. When the you're doing it within Yoga Nidra, and when you're doing within the workshop that I'm going to be having, we are planting your intention into the subconscious mind. We plant it when you're way down in, usually you are going to be in your alpha wavelength state, maybe even theta. You may even be down even lower. And this is when you have access to your subconscious mind because after theta is delta, and delta is the deepest wavelength that you can be in, like deep sleep. That's where, that's how low that is. That's when we start to make changes. That's when we start to see something really powerful happen. In this, in this workshop and also in your life, what you can start to do is you have this intention, this highest intention, your primary intention or primary sankalpa to help you start to create the life you want. And then you can also create what's called a secondary sankalpa or a secondary intention. These secondary intentions are what help you start to rewire what it is that you need to rewire. And you can do this in or outside of a yoga nidra practice in real life or no, if you learn I'm not doing yoga nidra. You can create intentions or affirmations on the things that you need to start to change about yourself. And I don't mean change because it's not good. I mean so that you can let go of what's no longer serving you. So you can let go of the beliefs that you formed when someone told you you couldn't wear pigtails when you're in fifth grade. So that you can start to show up exactly how you want to show up in life feel like I'm a little intense after two cups of coffee today. We've got the intention down. Let's move on to what else you need. So something else that is really important about your intention is that it needs to needs to really be congruent 
head, heart, gut. It should feel good in all three of those things. It needs to be congruent. Does it feel good? Here's a really good example of, um, I had one that was around money. I had this belief around money recently that I, I realized that really bothered me. Like, it was around like, oh, the need to scale and create a product that like is scalable, but that did not feel good to me. But I kept going with it because in my head, that's what they say. That was in my head, but within my heart, and my gut. I'm like, no, this isn't this isn't what I want. I don't need to be able to scale something to a million dollars. And so something, it should be, your intention should be very congruent with your head, heart, and gut. It's not about one over the other. It's about learning how to implement all three together so that they feel really good to you. Because when it feels really good, it's easy to show up. It's easy to step out of the comfort zone and do the thing that you want to do. So the next thing that you need to start to learn how to do is to switch from lack thinking to abundant thinking or have awareness on when you're choosing to be abundant and when you're choosing lack thinking. You can choose whichever you want, friends. It's your life. You can think whatever the heck you want to think. However, what you think is what you will experience in your life, period. There is no other way. You cannot have lack thoughts and experience an abundant life. That's not true. You cannot have lack thoughts and experience an abundance in the thing that you're having the lack thoughts on. Because maybe you have an abundant life, you have tons of money, but you're real unhappy because you've got some thoughts over there on, the, on something else that don't, they don't feel very good. And this applies, this lack abundant thinking, this applies to everything. It does not matter what it is. I know it's easy to associate that with money, but that's not what this is about. Lack versus abundant can be on time. It can be on happiness, love, your work, your health, relationships. It does not matter what it is. If you have lack thinking, you will have a lack experience. Lack or a lack experience or when you have a lack thinking, this is when you have fear when there's a lot of negatives in that sentence, when there's laser focus, a laser focus, especially when you're trying to change the way you experience life, means that you can't see other possibilities that are out there. You can only see one thing or maybe two. You're like, it's this or this, or I'm a failure. <laughs> or you're focusing on what you don't have or won't work or what is, is not working in the moment. Not even that it's not, it's not going to work. Oh, that, that'll never work for me. Or like, or this is not working. You're focusing on self-limitations, internal or external. Resisting change is lack thought. Avoiding risk and staying in your comfort zone, friends, all lack thinking. And so you have to start to shift from lack to abundant thinking. And obviously abundant thinking is the opposite of everything. There are infinite possibilities. There is creativity there to the options that you choose to seek and think and be with during your day. This means, for example, that if you're in a relationship and say it's your husband, this is an example from my life, say your husband responds in a way that you don't particularly like and it triggers something inside of you and you're like, oh, he's in a terrible mood and he hates me. That's lack thinking. That's one possibility. That's the laser focus I'm choosing to focus on. There's infinite possibilities. It could be, he could need to poop. He could have a headache. He could have had a really bad day at work. He could love me more than anything and didn't even know he did it. There are infinite possibilities. And when we choose to shift our thinking from lack to abundant, we start to see very, very different things in our lives because that's when you start to see what you want, what you focus on grows. 
And so we want to learn how to shift from lack to abundant. Emotional mastery. This is gigantic. This one has taken me the longest. I think it probably, I don't know. I shouldn't speak for everyone. This one has taken me the longest to do. Three years I've been working on myself. This is the, like, I'm going on my fourth year. And I'm just not getting there (laughs) to being able to master my emotions. You want to be able to not only have resilience from the emotions that you feel, but you also want to be able to to disidentify, meaning that you are not the emotions that you are feeling, so that the emotions that you're having do not dictate the actions you take. So you probably heard me say, your thoughts create your feelings, your feelings create your actions. If we get engulfed with our emotions every time we feel an emotion, our action is going to be chaotic and most likely not aligned with what we're wanting to create unless what you're experiencing is really good. But that's not how life works. Life does not work in only positive. So life does not work with only amazing things happening in your life. We are human. We are here having this experience and shit things are going to happen. And we have to be able to have the ability to have emotional mastery and resilience so that we are number one, aware of the emotions we're experiencing, We're aware of how it feels in our body. We're aware of the fact that we are not our emotions and we have the ability to not engage and which is not the same of not feeling. We can learn to basically be the surfer of our emotions and ride on top of the wave of the emotion versus standing underneath that wave and letting it crash down on top of you and you like swallowing air and like drowning in the emotion that you're feeling. Because our emotions are not necessarily very good guides to what's actually happening in our life. It's kind of like what I just said, that example about my husband. Um, He could respond a certain way and it can cause me to unconsciously or consciously have a reaction within me. And if I choose to react with the emotion that I feel based off that unconscious reaction that I'm having, then I'm going to really create what I want in my life. I'm going to create more chaos and not love and not happiness in my relationship because I'm choosing to immediately react on the emotion that I'm feeling, which may not be accurate to the situation that you're in. Because your emotions happen and come up from the thoughts that you have, but also from I'm not going to get into this in this episode, but also from like the lived experience that is within your body and your body experiences life first. Your body experiences it first and then it goes to your brain. So you have these, just like you have thought habits, you have like these habits in your body or experiences and your body takes in that moment and it's like, this feels like danger. This feels like something we've been through in the past and can cause you to start to have that emotion, even though that may not be what actually is happening in your life at the moment. Um, One of the ways that we're going to work with emotional mastery within this uh, and resilience in this workshop or how you can start to do this in a yoga nidra practice is that we're going to identify the emotions that you feel when you're thinking about what it is you're trying to create in your life. Like what is one of the negative emotions? And I'm going to use the word negative, meaning it's not creating what you want. There are no negative emotions. Blah, blah, blah. When you, when you think of the thing that you want, what's a negative emotion that comes up? We're going to work with that emotion and you work with the opposite emotion. And when you start to hold equally, you start to create a more neutral experience. When you start to work with that feeling in your body 
as well as the opposite emotion, you start to create something new. You start to create new neutrality. You start to create disidentification. Like, oh, I can have this experience in my body and I can have this experience in my body and I am not either one of them. It's very powerful. And you need to start to do that. You can do this without a yoga nidra practice. During my coaching sessions, I also take people through um, sometimes just like a meditation where we're tapping into one negative or bad feeling and then also tapping into the opposite feeling where you can have both. Um, sometimes they do this with parts. So you can have part of you is really happy something happened. Some part of you is really sad something happened. And both are okay. Both are valid. Both are equal experiences that you can hold together and create a new experience without judgment, without being sucked into either one or identifying with either one. The other thing that you need to start to do to start get from intention to in action is to start to be able to recognize your patterns. And we do this by learning how to pause. <laughs> but here's how you start to recognize your patterns that you may be throwing up there every time you try to step out of your comfort zone. Where is your thinking very rigid or very repetitive? Where do you see yourself or hear yourself saying the same thing over and over and over again? Where in your life are you experiencing the same thing, but in a different situation? Perfect example for this that I can think of is when you think that a job is going to change how you feel or like, I hate my job. I hate my job. I'm going to get a new job. You get a new job. And you're like, I hate my job. I hate my job. <laughs> or relationships are powerful for this powerful for making you realize that you're like, shit, I'm in the same situation again. No, you are in the same situation again because you are putting yourself in that situation again. You have to start to recognize your patterns that you're putting yourself in and you got to start doing the work to get out of those patterns so you start to create something new. It doesn't matter the situation. What matters is how you're thinking about the situation so you can start to create what you want. So if you, so you can start to get out of what you're in or start to experience what you're in differently so that you can start to create something different in your life and manifest what you want. But you have to recognize your patterns. You have to recognize those habits that you're stuck in with your thoughts. Yoga Nidra practice helps you do this because you are really practicing and in, in, in certain parts of the meditation, you are witnessing what's happening. And, and because Yoga Nidra takes you so deep, when you have thoughts, it's very easy not to engage with them. So when you're doing a traditional meditation, if you've ever tried to meditate, you know how difficult it is like to keep your mind, like you have a thought and then you have what you're trying to like, okay, I'm trying to get away from this thought, focus back on my breathing or whatever. You're very... And almost in a constant battle of not trying to engage with your thoughts. But in Yoga Nidra, because you start to relax so deeply, it's very easy not to engage in your thoughts. And it's like a practice for real life. So then you get out of your Yoga Nidra practice and it's easier for you not to engage because you've practiced the ability to be a witness to what's happening in your mind instead of becoming what's happening in your mind. Practicing creativity with your th thoughts. So how do you start to practice creativity with your thoughts? This kind of goes back to the abundance thinking. How do you start to shift into an abundant thinking mind? Well, you start coming up with more options of what something could mean. You can start thinking, okay, well, I have this thought. What are three other thoughts that could align with what it is I'm trying to create that also explain the situation that I'm in? A different perspective. How can you be more creative with your thinking and what's actually happening with your life? Here's a really good example. I can't exactly, 
it's a great example that I can't remember. I recently, something happened with like clients recently. I think, oh, I normally hear back from one of my clients, my photography clients, and I did not hear back from her. So I, you would normally expect to hear back from her and she's like, oh, I love the pictures, blah, blah, blah. But I didn't. And so I could catch my mind thinking, she hated your pictures. You suck. I could catch myself doing it. If I listened to that, I could go down the rabbit hole of like misery and suffering of why I didn't hear from her. Or I could be like, oh, she's busy. Oh, she's on vacation. Oh, why, you know, she didn't get the email. Like there's a million other things. So start to practice creativity with your thinking so that you can start to see things differently. What are, so like asking yourself, what are multiple solutions or thoughts or beliefs that I could have instead of the one that I'm having you? Because I promise there are. The belief or thought that you are having in that moment is not the only one that's available to you. It's just the one that your brain is used to going to based off of your lived experience. This is a long episode, going past my 30 limit. <laughs> Visualization. You need to be practicing visualization to help you mentally rehearse for what it is that you want to happen in your life. And you can do this in Yoga Nidra. You can do this just as a visualization. But in Yoga Nidra, again, it's really powerful because by the time you get to the visualization part, you are in your subconscious mind. You are very deeply relaxed and you are mentally rehearsing and planting and basically showing your mind, your subconscious mind, the one that's in charge of making things happen a blueprint for what you want to create in your life. It's like, here, here it is, brain. Help me start to make this happen. And it will. It will help you start to make things effortlessly manifest into your life. Not by some woo-woo magic. It's by the science of your brain. It's because you're telling it what you want it to do. And that's exactly what its job is. Studies have proven that mental practices like visualization are almost as effective as the real thing. And that thoughts can produce the same mental patterns as actions. So when you practice the thoughts, it's the same mental pattern as the action, meaning it makes it much less scarier for you to do the thing that scares you because you've mentally rehearsed it. I'd like to talk about um, building capacity. So you need to build capacity. You need nervous system capacity. You need capacity and awareness that you need capacity to start to get out of your comfort zone. So this is something I want you to do. And this is definitely something we'll probably be doing in the workshop. So this is like a piece that we'll be doing in the workshop. I want you to take out a piece of paper and I want you to write your goal on top, your intention. Shouldn't use the word goal. You could put both. (laughs) And I want you to make four columns. And what I mean by building capacity is that it's really hard to go from in your comfort zone all the way out of your comfort zone, especially if it's something huge. So you need to build your capacity like a little ladder to make you more comfortable to get the thing. Maybe, maybe you don't. Sometimes there are time things that you can just jump right in and do, but if you're stuck, most likely you need to build the capacity to do the thing. So you're going to make a column, you're going to make four columns and then label the columns at the top and you're going to label it comfort zone, mildly scary, kind of scary, scary, or scary as fuck whatever you want to shit my pants, whatever you want to name these columns that resonate with you, that 
have your comfort zone, then you're a little out of your comfort zone, and then you're even more out of your comfort zone, and you're like, in the red, I'm real scared to do this. And then I want you to write down different action steps you take under each one. So here's a list of things of action that I take that are in my comfort zone. Here's a list of action steps that I take are a little out of my comfort zone, a little bit more, and these are real freaking scary for me. And I want you to write them down. Because if you don't know, well, first, these action steps don't have to be perfect. We never know how to get to where we want to go. We have to just take steps and then recalibrate. So these may not be the only steps you take or the final steps you take. These are just steps to get you moving forward because I believe, I know that there's other people who just believe in the law of attraction. I believe that you also have to have the law of action. You have to be doing the things, the law of karma, all these things apply. You need to be doing the stuff, especially the internal work, to be able to see the stuff manifest into your life. And so you're going to write down things that are in each column. And then whatever days that you're choosing during the week or whenever the opportunity presents itself that it's time for you to take action, you need to check in with your head, heart, and gut, those three things. And you need to ask yourself, okay, what am I willing to do today? Am I only willing to stay in my comfort zone? Well, this is the action I'm going to take then. Am I willing to get a little out of my comfort zone today? Can I do something that's just a tiny bit scary? Does my nervous system feel like it can handle it? Did I sleep well? Have I eaten? Can I do this little tiny scary thing? and take action from that column. If you are bold as fuck, you're ovulating, you're in your like Beyonce mode. Sorry, if you're not, if you're a female or if you have a female body and this is the hormones that are happening in your body, um, you are, and you're like, I can do something really scary today. And you choose something from that column. This whole idea is for you to be able to build capacity, but also for you to be able to listen to what you need in the moment and honor and Give yourself grace for what it is that you can do daily. You are not meant to just do it and Nike your way all the way to the dreams. You're not meant to do that. That is not what the, the, especially the female hormone body is not meant to do that. You are meant to rest. You're meant to have seasons. And so you, but you need to honor them. However, you also, it's a really good thing for you to, you know, self-awareness. We started this whole thing with self-awareness. It's a good way for you to have self-awareness. Well, have I just been picking stuff out of my comfort zone every single week? We're in, you know, month two and I've done nothing that's out of the comfort zone column. Well, that's some self-awareness for you. You're like, okay, well, something, something's there. I got to uncover some more stuff or I need to be doing some more things to uncover so I can start to take action. You can do this thing with literally anything, with workouts, relationships, gaining confidence, whatever it is. I love it for workouts. You're like, here's what I feel like doing when I don't feel like doing anything. Here's what I feel like doing, you know, comfort zone. Here's what I feel like doing when I'm only mildly don't feel like doing something. And then, you know, the scary, the scary column could, you know, maybe it's not called scary for workouts. Maybe it's like, I feel amazing. I can take on the world. And this is what you do on those days. This is how you start to consistently show up and create discipline at the same time to do what it is that you want to do and consistently take action. It's not about perfect action. I, I On my workout yesterday, <laughs> I was doing the Peloton outdoor app. Well, it was the walking. I love those two, you guys. Anything with good music. And I don't know the lady's name, but it was a Beyonce walk. And she said that, I don't know if she said she tells her kids or, or clients, but she said that she tells um, whoever it was. That perfect is boring and you're better than perfect. It is not about being perfect. 
It is about consistently showing up for you and showing up for what you want to create in your life and having the discipline to do it even when you don't feel like it. That's when you pick something from the comfort zone or that's when you pick something from just a little outside of the comfort zone. With that capacity, building the capacity to get out of your comfort zone, you also need to have capacity within your nervous system. You need to regulate your nervous system, friends, breath work, yoga nidra, all of those things. Whatever it is that's, that works for you, that helps you build a resilient nervous system that allows you to get out of your comfort zone and come back in safely and within a reasonable amount of time. What happens with most people is we are stressed out and you're not doing anything about your stress. You're not relieving your stress. You're not letting your stress process through how it's supposed to. Uh, you're constantly available and on and doing. And so you're constantly in a state of low fight or flight. And so you're constantly keeping your nervous system revved up. And it doesn't take much to just throw you all the way off or go into burnout or all these things. And, and what it means to regulate your nervous system is to be able to handle what is happening in your life, to build a nervous system that has the capacity to support you in your daily life. Because it is unlikely you can eliminate the stressors, all the stressors that you have in life, because you're human here. (laughs) All right, guys, I really hope that this helps you start to get from intention to action so you can start to manifest your best life. I hope that it's helped you kind of create a blueprint or some ideas Um, And I've given you some homework of what you can do to start to get there. Again, if you want to join me for the workshop, March 26th, the link is going to be in the show notes, 10 to 1230 Eastern Standard Time. The replay will be available if you are in a different time zone. And then if you're catching this way after I've aired this, you know, six months, a year down the road, I will also have the replay. But I also see myself doing it again. So just get on my email list and you're going to know when it happens again. And then... I did want to let you know for anyone who's not on my email list, speaking of, I let everyone know that I am now offering single session, one-to-one coaching sessions. Prior to this, the only way you could get those spots is if you worked with me and then completed your coaching, whether it was group coaching or like a package of one-to-one coaching. I am now offering single session coaching sessions, which means you could come and meet with me once a month or however it feels good in your schedule, once every six months, you need a little boost, you're stuck, you have some questions or, you know, whatever it is that you need, um, you're not sure how to start getting, like, what is it that I need to start thinking or changing? Or you need to bounce some ideas off of me because you're like, this is what keeps showing up in my life. I'd like, I'd like to know how to get out of this. Whatever it is, that, you know, I work with people for a lot of different reasons. Um, a lot of it is getting unstuck. A lot of it is getting out of what you're stuck in and getting to where you want to go and creating what you want in your life. And um, you can now do that with a single coaching session. And I'll put that in the show notes as well. It's only available on Tuesdays from 6 to 7 Eastern Standard Time. And hopefully one day when I um, have childcare, I will be able to offer that more often. March is almost booked up. So head that way if you are interested in doing that. You can also pick an option where it's a little bit of a discount if you bought, if you do six sessions and then that just comes out monthly, you know, one session a month for six months. And then you're guaranteed, you know, to rock the rest of the year working with me. 
Have a fantastic day, you guys. If you have questions, you can DM me on Instagram at lauren.runyon. Share this episode if you loved it. Share it with your friends. Help them create action. Help them get their intention out into this world so they can start to manifest it in their life. Thank you for being here, and I hope you have an amazing day. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Align and Expand podcast. If you're an iTunes listener and you loved this episode, please leave a review. And if you leave a review, send me a screenshot and then I will be sending you a special exclusive meditation made only for my listeners who are so kind enough to take time out of their day to leave a review of the podcast.